What up, world? It's your past first point guard and Blazer beat writer Mike Richmond. Listen to another episode of Lockdown Blazers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode, we're going to talk about what we learned from the first week of training camp for the Trailblazers, everything that stood out to us after one week of real practice, of formal practice under new head coach Chauncey Billups and with a new roster. Then I want to talk about to close the show what to watch for in the Blazers' first preseason game. Uh, they play a preseason game Monday, October 4th. I'm recording this on a Sunday, so we've got a, a little more than 24 hours when I'm hitting record on this bad boy. But what what to watch for in that first preseason game? Because I think I think we can learn some things there. So that's what we're going to do in today's show. First, let's let's talk about what we learned in camp. Um, I started last week. If you if you listened to last week's podcast, I kind of laid out some questions that we'd have from training camp. Some of them can't, just can't be answered yet. Can't be answered until you start to play games, until you start to make substitutions, till you till you start to see stuff. Uh, this week, you know, one game uh, this week, and then they play a couple more the week after. Like we'll start to get some of those questions answered, but. The big thing I think we've learned from uh, this sort of substantive X and O's thing we've learned from uh, Blazers training camp is that the defense is going to look a little bit different. Uh, not, I don't think wholly different, but there is going to be just uh, a change from the typical drop coverage of the last five years of the Terry Stotts era to the Blazers playing higher up on screens. This is a thing that's kind of been become a buzzword. In Blazerland, uh, drop coverage has become a cuss. It, you can be a really good basketball team and play that style of defense. Uh, just ask the Milwaukee Bucks. But um, here in this in this our little uh, uh, corner of NBA world, it's become a, like a cuss word to say. Oh, drop coverage! They just play drop. It's terrible. Um, so. Th- if there's if there is good news to be had is that the Blazers aren't going to do that, um, or at least they're going to get away from that for the most part. They're going to play uh, the pick and roll coverage with the def- the the screeners man at the level. That means uh, if you set like a one five pick and roll point. Uh, pick and roll between the point guard and the center, the center who would typically be Yusuf Nurkic for the Trailblazers, and instead of dropping, you know, two, three steps down into the paint, kind of playing center field and catching the driver as they come in, trying to coax teams into playing mid-range or take contested mid-range jumpers, uh, the center or the, the screeners man, the use of Nurkic in this example would be up at the level of the screen. So his, his sort of his toes, his heels would be at the same level as the screen is. So when the ball handler comes off the screen, they don't have a little bit of runway to get into a shot. Uh, drop coverage is particularly burned against good shooters like, you know, Steph Curry and Damon Lowe's of the world just absolutely torch drop. Uh, you can play it against other teams, uh, but it's the Blazers are going to move away from that. And I think that's that is um that that's like a big, big defensive note from the first week of camp. Like that's an X's and O's tangible X's and O's change that we're seeing under Chauncey Billups. A lot of the other stuff is kind of um, buzzwordy communication ball movement. Like we'll see it. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, but this is like truly strategic. Um, you can ask guys to pass, but like the, the fundamentals of defense uh, really matter. Uh, Roy Rogers, who's the Blazers uh, assistant coach, one of Chauncey's lead assistants, is, is in charge of the defense. And it sounds like he's helping uh, the bigs and the guards sort of get used to this. It is a change. I think some of the problems with drop coverage is that um, the the Blazers guards and, and Dame in particular just didn't fight over screens particularly well. And then you just kind of leave uh, the big man on island with two guys coming at him downhill and hoping that um, someone recovers. I think you get away from that, but the sort of the new problem by playing this new style of defense is they just have to be more connected on the backside. If the guy is at the level, then someone has to pull in from the weak side. Someone has to pull in from uh, a little bit closer, like one pass away to be in, in slight help position because 
You just have to be more connected. If you're not, um, if you're going to play a slightly more aggressive style of defense or a slightly more, um, it's like higher, just defensive approach. You just need to be more connected on the backside. And one of the big problems for the Blazers last year is they weren't connected. Uh, the the big thing of this change will be about um, communication and connectedness. And last year the Blazers weren't that. But if there's if there's sort of anything else, if there's if there's a thing that has been a big part of the Chauncey Billups era, now a week old or whatever. I mean, he's been around longer, but, you know, a week of formal practices and stuff. Uh, is is that, like, communication is a big word for him. It's just communicating. And it's, it's for the most part, it's when we talk about this, it's how he communicates to the guys. Like, it's how he communicates to the players and everyone says it's really, it's you know, it's really special and we really, this, you know, he's he's got a real gift. And we'll talk a little about more of that in the second segment. But, like, he has to instill that, the value of that communication into their sort of defensive principles. Like you have to, you have to talk, you have to help. Um, the Blazers, they tried to play zone last year and they just weren't connected enough to play zone. They got better defensive personnel this year, um, replacing Ennis Cantor and Carmelo Anthony with Cody Zeller and Larry Nance Jr. should help defensively. Playing more minutes with Norm should help defensively. I think he's a better a defensive upgrade over what Gary Trent Jr. was. Uh, like they have a chance... Even if they didn't change the scheme at all, I thought they were going to be better on defense, and I think this scheme should help them. It's also, and I think this is notable, it's the style that Yusuf Nurkic wanted to play last year. He wants to be, you know, he's big, but he wants to be an athlete. He wants to run around and um, and use his his quick feet. He, he certainly has those quick feet. Uh, it's just how much can you know how much can Nurk chase around the perimeter i think that's that's a question uh and you know and and same with uh zeller too zeller is capable of it for sure um but again like he's not going to be asked to play 30 minutes a night so it's a little bit different of an ask so i think in general i i like uh i like that there is a clear defensive plan uh i like that it's a different defensive plan it would be kind of a bummer to see the blazers play the same way under a new coach again although it would be um fascinating for sort of the control group sample of of the season but a new defensive plan, uh, slightly more aggressive defense, and one that demands the communication, the connectedness, the just like better help defense, a thing that they weren't good at last year, bad at point of attack defense, and like not a particularly good helping team uh, as a whole. Like that, you know, Robert Covington is maybe the best help defender in the league. So uh, it's, it, I'm talking more like collectively. So it's, um, I, I like this change. I like the idea of the change. I like that there's a specific plan for it. I think, um, for for a week in, it's good that the Blazers are instilling a plan. I'm I'm glad to see like um you know the defensive coordinator Roy Rogers is out here instilling what our plan is going to be. Here's our principles. Here's let, let's go. Let's teach it. Uh, I I think like I, I I it's hard for me to read this as in any way as a negative. It is certainly new and notable, and I think that's the big thing here coming out of training camp is this is our big new notable X's and O's type thing. This is our new this is a new real new basketball thing coming out of training camp. Uh, what I want to talk about in the second segment is kind of the other stuff, the more amorphous stuff, the softer stuff, the less X's and O's, the 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 sort of vibe changes and, and some other uh, a handful of other personnel things. So that's what we'll do in the second segment as we continue to discuss what we learned from the first week of training camp. The Blazers have had, it's over. I mean, as I'm recording this, training camp has has concluded. They had Fan Fest on Saturday night. I missed that one, so I can, I'm not going to give you a recap of Fan Fest, but uh it's here like preseason is here. So what they were able to get done in training camp is going to, is going to matter. They still have time before the season starts. They still got about two weeks. So, uh, you can still install some more stuff. It's just, you, you got to balance it with playing some, some exhibition games, but formally training camp is done. 
now it's on to preseason. But in the second segment, let's talk a little bit more about what we learned in that first week of uh, first week of training camp. But before we do that, let's talk about sleeper. Sleeper is the is fantasy basketball done right? Look, the fantasy sports experts at Sleeper in 2018 they realized that fantasy basketball was just broken. So what they did was two years later they released a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball. This came out in 2020 and it's called Game Pick and it's only available on Sleeper. Here's how it works: In Game Pick, owners pick a single game per week for each starter to count towards the team's total score, ensuring that an even number of games are played between opponents. So the days of losing because your opponent's players simply had more scheduled games to play in that week are over. The days of mindless daily busy work are over. The days of giving up halfway through the season because of that busy work, well, they're over too. In game picks, here's what you do. You just pick one game per week for each player on your roster based on the matchups, home versus away meetings, opponent's defensive rating, pace of play in that game, and, and more. All that adds up to more strategy and less busy work. Doesn't that sound nice? Listen, sleeper crack the code on fantasy basketball. So if you play fantasy football or if you prefer building out a weekly strategy versus daily busy work, you're going to love game picks. Download the Sleeper app and start a league with your friends today. You won't be disappointed. Today's episode is also brought to you by DirecTV. Listen, I know this sounds familiar. You got one device that lets you catch the games. Another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream and it brings you live TV and on-demand favorites like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contracts. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right. So we talked about the Blazers changing defensive schemes. Uh, it's it might be a subtle one. Like I'll I'll do my best in in the in the early weeks of the season and after game one, kind of point out the differences. Um, just subtle ones. The 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 man guarding the screener's man is going to be higher up, uh, high, at the level of the screen when the screen is set. You're going to have to pinch in on the backside to to help that, um, to account for that. It's it'll be a subtle change, but I will, will, will I will do my best to kind of uh, map it out for those of you who maybe. Um, uh, who don't who don't see it as don't see it as well or don't just know about it as well. Like I want this space to be a place where we can learn about the team you love. If you're listening to Locked On Blazers, a daily podcast available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to YouTube. Like you, you love this team, so I want to get you closer. I want to teach you, um, you know, how to watch the game closer, how to how to appreciate what you're watching more. What I want to do in this segment is talk a little bit more about what we learned in uh, in training camp. I don't think I think that was the big like X's and O's takeaway for me. That's the big strategic takeaway. There's some other stuff kind of um, uh, bubbling out of out of camp. Jason Quick wrote a great story this week about Nazir Little playing really well, turning heads and and, and earning playing time. But uh, prior to the prior to the um, training camp beginning, I had projected Nas as number nine as one of the guys who played every single night. So uh, maybe I was drinking the Kool Aid before they even served up the Kool Aid, but. Uh, to me, like yes, he's 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 ready for that year. So uh, read Jason's stories in the Athletic. Uh, the other thing that came out is Chauncey Billups talking about giving Anthony Simons more uh, 
playmaking duties. Um, I think it was kind of, and this is a, this is a quick story and I believe it was written about in the Oregonian as well, but, um, making the point guard, but, uh, it didn't sound like Chauncey Billups wants to use that term. And I think that's fair. I mean, I'm not gonna, like, I'm not gonna bust anyone about, about, uh, positional terminology, but I think it's, um, I think it's a relatively important distinction, or I think it's a distinction worth noting. When Anthony Simons was like the point guard, when they said like, you bring the ball up the court last year, he struggled. He was not good at it. And he wasn't good at it for a variety of reasons. He wasn't good at it because um, I don't think that second unit had the sort of variety on offense. It was like uh, CJ go, Mello go, Ennis Cantor grab rebounds, Ant get in where you fit in. And for a little while, like... uh, Gary Trent Jr., like, chuck it up if you get an opportunity. Like, make sure you shoot it because you're not going to get the ball back. It was just a bunch of dudes who wanted to shoot. Um, it wasn't, you weren't going to give it up and get it back. So there wasn't just, it wasn't, there wasn't much playmaking chops on that group. The The offense was was super ISO heavy and it just kind of allowed guys to do what they do. And so many of the do what they do guys on that group were um, were scorers and not, and not playmakers. So when they did have Ant run that point guard with the sort of scorers playmakers group he would either just pass it in and then keep it moving just like clear out you know let, let Melo do what he wanted or his or his handle just wasn't strong like he just didn't have his handle wasn't tightened up he was getting ripped at midcourt or having trouble just getting into stuff because um you know guys could guys could keep him away from where he wanted to go and send him away from picks and like not let him get into even just basic actions to set up the offense like he was just he struggled he struggled he struggled I, there's um, every Simons is an elite shooter, but he was not a point guard last year. And it sounds like Billups, if he doesn't want to give him that title in the past, you know, Neil Olshay said, um, Anthony Simons is our backup point guard. And it was, um, <laughs> it was kind of nonsense at the time. It turned out to not even be an effective plan. Uh, I think Simons has taken steps. I think there's a reason to, to, uh, allow him more duties this year. But the idea that he's like a straight up backup point guard is kind of, um, I think we've seen this movie before and I'd rather play to a guy's strengths than, than like demand that his weaknesses, um, sharpen up. Like it, it doesn't seem like a good way to build a, build a team and build a plan each night, but that's me. I'm, I'm, I am merely a podcaster with, with a show that's now available on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to Lockdown Blazers on YouTube. But, um, I like the idea of giving Ant more playmaking duties. And I like the idea of, and as Chauncey said, that it's like, if he shares the court with CJ, it's just kind of who gets it as the initiator. Who, who you know, who's who they can take turns initiating. He doesn't have to be either one. CJ's taken steps as he's gotten older as, as to become a better playmaker. It's still not like a truly natural part of his game to make like high level passes, but he's he's much better at it than he's been. Like the last two years, he's, um, he's taken big, like serious steps forward in terms of uh, ability to, ability to make plays. So I, I think there's a reason to believe that Ant can do it too. Um, I would like, you know, why I'm bringing up some of the negatives with Ant is I would just shy away from calling him a point guard. I, I don't think it's a good idea. Like he's a guard, he's a guard. Let him, let him dribble a little bit. And if he shows his, his chops and ability to initiate, then let's, then let's do it. Uh, but you don't need to pigeonhole him in there. And it sounds like Billups, at least from the, I, I wasn't at this practice. I watched the interview on YouTube, but um, it sounds like he, it sounds like he doesn't necessarily want Ant to have that label, but he wants Ant to like be a playmaker. He wants Ant to be in the game and, and playmake. And I think uh, one of the keys that Billups has talked about, and I think this will this kind of helps maybe illuminate my point here a little bit, isn't um, 
necessarily like plays and, and et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's, he would just wants to get two feet in the paint. You get two feet in the paint, you force help. You create an advantage on offense and then you can swing, swing from there. Swing to the corner, they help to the corner, swing back top of the key. They're scrambling, you go. Like it's, and I think Ant maybe more so than kind of like high level, read the second layer of the defense, swing opposite type of passing is that like use that athleticism to get two feet in the paint. Then you're a problem. You're scary. He's got a light, he's got a really good mid range touch. Like he can, he's not very good around the rim and he's not very good at getting fouled, but really good mid range touch has showed flashes of having a little float game and like, you get two feet in the paint, you're going to start scaring people. And if you start scaring people, then the help comes, then you can be a playmaker. So like, I think Ant, as opposed to like, he's the point guard, like I'm, I, to me, that ain't it. But like, Ant the playmaker and more play, playmaking responsibilities and playmaking responsibilities to both guard spots and having the, having both spots be responsible for, hey, we've got a created advantage to allow your teammates to to then take advantage on the backside or or two passes away. Now we're ahead of the defense. We gotta we gotta get guys in the blender and keep them moving. Um, it's it's not too dissimilar from what the Utah Jazz system is, where they sp- they spread you out and they just kind of try to move the ball quickly. And uh, with guys on the perimeter, they run basically a spread pick and roll. But um, they run different actions. But like their bread and butter, a spread pick and roll, and and uh, let Conley and and Donovan Mitchell slip into the paint. I see something similar. And if you can, if Ant can be part of that mix, um, leveraging his shooting ability and leveraging that low float game into being dangerous in the middle, I like it. Like I, to me, that's. To me, that's the move. It's not Ant as point guard. It's Ant as uh, advantage creator. Uh, other things from camp before we get into preseason is that like undeniable, and I think I should address it here, is that when Chauncey Billups talks about basketball, it is he is a sharp mind with compelling ideas. Like when I have listened to him speak about basketball, I get excited hearing him talk about the sport, hearing him talk about the ideas. Like I'm a, I'm a basketball nerd, y'all. I'm a dork. Um, I love this stuff. I led with pick and roll coverage in this podcast. Like this is, this is my, this is my ish. So, um, I just like, it has to hear Chauncey talk about basketball this week has been, um, he's really compelling. He's just a compelling guy. Like he's just, um, he is a sharp, sharp basketball mind. And I think that's one of my big takeaways from training camp is like, is like, okay, (laughs) this dude's got an idea. Like he's got a real plan. Um, He's been, he's been super impressive. Uh, the other thing, it's just like this time of year, everyone's like incredibly positive. <laughs> so like, I don't want to take every story and be like, hey, Nurk loves this. Norm's loving it. CJ's loving it. All this like, everyone's super positive this time of year. So while it, it, that's better than the alternative, there's certainly some camps around the league where people aren't feeling super positive. So um, I don't mean to like d- diminish that, but um the vibes are good. They haven't lost any games. <laughs> they're just, they're practicing and, 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 um, pe- guys are hearing what they want to hear because they're, as they figure it out, it's like, here's how you fit. Here's our idea. Like the vision is being communicated and people like the vision. I think that part's important. People like the vision. Guys are buying into the vision. They enjoy what the, co- what the coaching staff is, is laying out in front of them to say, all right. Um, but like, you know, uh, other than just like good vibes, the like, <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. I just want to, I want to dial it back on like the, I just want to like put in perspective, like everyone's hyper positive this time of year. So, um, of course, uh, but like I said, 
if dudes are excited because when they hear Bill Up Stop, they like they like what he says, add me to that list. Because when I hear him talk, I like what he says. He's got a compelling basketball mind. Uh, so so that positivity also is coming um, coming from this little corner of North Portland as well as uh, out in Tualatin where the practice facility is. All right. On Monday, um, Monday evening, October 4th, if you're listening to this then, tonight, y'all, the Blazers play a preseason game. It's not that important. Like the the game itself and the results itself aren't that important, but what I want to talk about in the third segment is how to watch it, what I'm going to watch for, uh, what what in a game that that truly doesn't matter, what is the what is sort of important for us to uh, to watch for and take away, and that's that's what we'll do in the third segment. But before we do that, I want to tell y'all about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar that there is. Simple as that. It's a delicious protein bar. It's it's better than all the others you're going to find. Comes in amazing flavors. Something for everybody's palate, like mint brownie, salted caramel, jobbled chocolate, a personal favorite of mine, cookies and cream. Or if you're into the fruit flavors, they got things like raspberry and cherry barcia. Look, they're all delicious. Great, soft, chewy texture like, that, like a candy bar covered in 100% real chocolate. But they also pack a punch. 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories only four to five grams of sugar, and no more than five grams of net carbs. All tasty, all healthy, go get yourself some. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your next order. That is Built.com, promo code is LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your next order. Still a pass for his point guard. Still Mike Richmond. Still listening to Locked on Blazers. We talked about the uh, in the first two segments about Blazers training camp. Defense is a little bit different. The vibes are good, and playmaking is at a premium. With Anthony Simons getting another chance to play a big role as a playmaker. If it doesn't work out, I think the system can cover up for some of those shortcomings. But the system, as clearly communicated by Chauncey Billups, p- people are liking it, including this very podcaster, saying all the things you want to hear. I am fascinated like truly fascinated i i'm just like i don't want time to speed up or whatever because i've lost a lot of time over the last 18 months but like i'm ready for games to start i'm ready for the game to start i want to see this i want to see this experiment in action but uh the blazers are going to play a fake game in in a a little more than 24 hours as i'm recording this uh first preseason game against the golden state warriors on monday night the results of the game even the box score doesn't matter um, this year I'm going to try to be better about recapping games. I'm going to go, I'm going to, I've been in the past a little resistant to recapping games. I'm probably not going to recap preseason too much, uh, cause the games don't matter, but what I, but they, they don't like the results don't matter. The numbers don't matter, but I think there are important things to watch. And I, I want to talk about here to close the show, like how I will watch preseason. Um, you can watch it however you want. You can just watch who's fun. You can, you can just try to find out who's fun and who you like, or what kind of shoes uh, Larry Nance Jr. wears? What kind of gear does Cody Zeller wear? Like, you can just get to know the guy's vibe and look and and whatever, whatever. <laughs> but here's how I am going to watch it. And I think this is a helpful way to kind of how we can best learn from preseason. Uh, the, the first thing is that I'm looking for actions, not plays. Uh, and what I mean by that is that 
the the Blazers have installed a bunch of new stuff this this offseason. They've installed and some the offense comes with new verbiage from from the old old regime of the defense as well. Um, the defense you can kind of like see scheme right away. So it's like watch that, watch how they do it. But like on offense, I'm not watching for plays. I'm not gonna say like, oh, they ran they ran this and here's the like I'm I'm watching for repeatable actions. And what I mean by that is when the point guard comes down the floor and they enter the ball to the wing, or they pass the ball to the wing, do they, is there an automatic? Do they go somewhere after that? Or do they, you know, like, do they, do they flow through the lane and kick out to the weak side? Like, like swing out to the, the far corner? Uh, or do, if you don't enter to the wing, if you enter to the elbow, does that change which way you go? Like, I want the repeatable actions, more so than plays. Like, plays are a, are a collection of a bunch of different actions, and that's kind of how how they're usually taught in the league. Is like, we run, okay, we run this action on this side, and we're going to run that in these four different sets. Um, we run a similar action like this. Or, but I think those repeatable actions, like... Okay, how do how do the Blazers treat if 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 the ball if the ball is here and the defense is here, how do the Blazers typically treat it? If it's kind of like stand around and figure it out, then you know, they're still working out the kinks and we won't overreact to that. I mean, I, <laughs> I might overreact to it. I I reserve the right to overreact if I want. But like those repeatable actions, those those um those matter to me. Uh the other thing is is just the pace. Um how fast do they play? This has been a big thing is the Blazers want to play faster. They want to move the ball and all those things. Um, pace to me doesn't mean transition. It does not mean fast breaks. It does not mean grabbing a rebound and running. That is not what pace means. Um, that's nice. That's a part of pace. You'd like to see them play faster and get easy baskets for sure. But to me, pace is just how quickly do you get into your stuff? Do you walk the ball up the court? And when you walk the ball up the court, do you then have to tell guys to get there? And then you get into it with 14 on the clock. Or do you try to get into something, it doesn't work, and you run a high pick and roll? The Blazers had so much of that last year where it's like, call something, oh, first action doesn't work, split it off, eh, screw it, Nurk, come set a pick and roll, let's go. Uh, just the pace of stuff. How quickly do they get into actions? How quickly do they... How quickly do the guys without the ball sort of get down the floor and get into their spots to to get into the flow? Like pace is really um it's been a big thing. Like they play they've played slow under stats and and Damon Lower teams have not run traditionally. Uh I don't think one preseason game is gonna change my mind too much, but um this coaching staff has talked about playing a little bit faster, and I wanna see if that pace is there. Those are the two big things. Like uh repeatable actions as most of plays like how much sort of repeatable stuff do we see um that'll kind of you know could end up being part of part of like the blazers go-to's you know something that they just like this gets us a bucket let's try this look and how quickly do they play things i won't watch substitution patterns (laughs) like i don't think dame's gonna play um a whole game so if if lillard's not in for the for a normal substitution pattern then it doesn't matter um We'll pay attention to the first subs and what the first rotation looks like, because that might be generally similar. But um, I won't pay attention to groupings too much. I won't pay attention to um, to who subs and when and who plays together and who doesn't play. And um, you know, and if and and if you know if Marquise Chris plays ahead of Patrick Patterson or if De- Dennis Smith Jr. plays ahead of of uh, Quinn Cook, I'm, it's like. I just, I'm just not gonna, I won't read too much into it. And I, that, that's like, that's why I said it doesn't matter because like they're, they're still figuring it out. And, and, and it's unclear to me how much ever the like production and preseason matters. Coaches see so much. They've already seen you play pickup. They've already seen you in, um, They've already seen you in uh, in practice. They've talked to you in film. They've watched you during when you're watching film, what you see, what you ask. Like there's there's so much more of the assessment than like, 
um, did the shot go in or like stuff like that in preseason that's that's a little bit fluky and random in these in these like really small minutes with with new pairings and all stuff like that so I'm not going to overreact to substitutions I think that I think that would be a mistake um, I won't overreact necessarily to like I'll pay attention immediately to sort of how the defense looks but if the defense is bad I'm not going to like the that's like that's box score stuff to me like how well the other team does um you know last year the Blazers were really bad in preseason and immediately carried over to the regular season so there's I'm not saying there's nothing to it it's just like it's after four preseason games if they look crappy then I'll I'll I'll, you know we'll call a spade a spade like we'll, we'll we'll just we'll say what it is but game one I think the look for is more um is the how the how do they do it uh, as opposed to to what the like, what do they do? What 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 are they after? Like, are they playing quickly? Are they running certain types of certain types of actions? How 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 are they getting their shots? Not did the shot go in? Not not what did they score? What what did Nurk do? It's like, um, I, I want to make I want to pay more attention to the recipe than the cake. Uh, that's, that's, that to me, that's, that's going to be more important in game one. Uh, we'll, we'll ramp it up and I, I'm going to attend the game. I believe that's kind of an early promise in this one, but I, uh, so I, I'm going to ask Chauncey some questions I have about kind of preseason and all this stuff. And I will share sort of those thoughts with you, how he's going to, how he's going to, um, treat the exhibition season and, and minutes for his stars and what he hopes to get out of it and all those things. Um, you know, he's, uh, I'm, I'm excited to, I'm excited to see the team up close. I'm excited to be back in the arena. Um, I'm excited to learn from a new group. Uh, one of the things I liked most about being a reporter is go, getting closer to the team and then being able to bring you, dear listener or dear YouTube viewer, uh, closer to the team with me. Like I want to bring you, I want to bring you in there with me. I want to learn as much stuff as I can about the team and then and then uh, you know peel back the curtain a little bit or um, just like you know allow you to see what I see um, allow you to to learn as I learn I, I love I love basketball and I want you to love it not the way I do but as much as I do I don't uh, an important part of this whole podcast is that your joy is deeply important but your joy is also yours uh, so I'm excited for the preseason just to see it in action but I don't think it matters. I'm excited for the regular season because I, then when the games matter and it's all there, then the like um, the the flowers and smiles and smooches from camp kind of go out the window. The, the lovey-dovey stuff is gone because it's winning time. And I'm, I'm just fascinated to see what kind of um, what winning time looks like for this group, what the what the sort of um, focus looks like for this group when um, when you throw out all the all the good vibes and you have to win games, but we we've got a long way to go to get there. And it starts with that preseason game. So, um, what, let's check back after that one, that, that game's on Monday night. I'll have a show for you, uh, that'll post on Tuesday following that. We're going to do, we're going to push mailbag back one day, uh, just because of, um, uh, just cause of how it works. So, uh, mailbag is going to, I'm going to record it on Tuesday evening and it'll post on Wednesday. Uh, we've got an interview with Casey Holdall of trailblazers.com next week. I'm still trying to nail down one more interview next week. Uh, if you're uh, an astute listener to the show, you might know who it is, but uh, all that is to say it was a fun week of basketball, fun week of, uh, of podcasts, fun week of videos here on YouTube. So do me a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel. I, I say this, I'm going to say this a bunch. I'm going to continue uh, pressing this until we get there. It's like, if you listen this deep in the episode, you're enjoying what you, you've enjoyed what you heard, or at least you've, you've listened long enough. You've given a half hour of your life to this. So subscribe, 
tell your friends to subscribe on YouTube. Uh, it's a great way to grow the show. It's it's really a wonderful, it would be a wonderful way to support me and I would truly appreciate it. As always, we're available wherever you get podcasts. You can tell your friends to search wherever they already get podcasts. Just search Lockdown Blazers and we will be right there waiting for you. Great shows this week, so make sure you come back and listen. Appreciate listening. Talk to you soon.